Once upon a time, there were six strangers. Strangers who, despite the best efforts of the coronavirus, got together for a virtual game of D&D. That game turned into another game, which turned into yet another game, which turned into a campaign. By then, the strangers, who had started to become friends, said, Hey, since we're playing and we need those notes anyways, why don't we record it and release it as a podcast? This is the story of the players and the characters in that campaign. This is the story of gold and glory in Season 3, The Shadow Conclave. Okay, welcome to our D&D podcast. First thing you gotta know, we're not voice actors. We're not even actors. We're just a bunch of regular folk who wanted to play D&D during the coronavirus pandemic. Next thing you gotta know, this ain't your run-of-the-mill D&D game. It's an Acquisitions Incorporated game, which means it's gonna get weird, corporate, and have a bunch of acting in-jokes. Last thing you gotta know, it's a homebrew game, which means if you're looking for adventures on the Sword Coast, or in Tal'Dorei, or in Wildmar, you're not gonna find them here. But if you're looking for something a little familiar and more than a little different, onwards to Golden Glory. Now, before we begin, here's a quick character intro, just to help you know who's who. Hi, I'm Selena, a human divination wizard, and I'm the loremonger. Hi, I'm Theo. I'm a human twilight cleric, and I'm also the documenter. Hey, I play Edith, a dwarf barbarian, and I'm the decisionist. Hi, I'm Siona, a half-elf bard, and I'm the secretarian. Hi, I'm Bobo de Hobo. I'm a tabaxi rogue and a freelance contractor. Hi, I'm Melfix, a gnome artillerist artificer, and I'm an auditor representing the Mark branch of Acquisitions Incorporated. Desperate to uncover clues that might reveal the whereabouts of the gnome artificer Timely, Siona embarks on a risky solo mission into the proverbial lion's den, into the very depths of Drawn Enterprises' corporate headquarters, and runs into some stiff opposition. Surely alone, armed only with her wits, the mystical Cly Lyre, and the power of song, going against the combined might of their most feared commercial rivals, will Siona finally catch the break she so desperately craves? All right, so then what do you do? Where do you go? You said you wanted to kind of I wanna, I want to go over to the right okay. so that I can get a better view of the things in this room and the construct. Okay. So basically kind of what you see is what you get over here, right? So here's this massive construct kind of moving around. In fact, you can feel the ground shake every single time. And this is particularly noticeable to you with your echolocation. But it is moving, um, you know, and basically going back and forth trying to pick up uh, pieces of, of barrels and, and cargo and things like that and kind of placing them. Um, and then I'm looking for anything that might indicate what's inside them. Uh, inside like the boxes? Yeah, yeah. If so there's the boxes, box or the boxes or are sealed. Um, you see, okay, so roll me an investigation check, please. 16. 16. Okay. So you see there are, um, in fact, um, you've got uh, barrels and crates 
that are clearly marked, you know, golden glory. And, um, you know, they, they, they have, uh, you know, th th those values placed on them. Um, there appears to be uh, sacks of grain. Um, there appears to be some other cartons. Um, in fact, some of them actually have, um, you, you see it as being kind of arcane script. And interestingly, with the role that you did, um, you almost see in the heat of the cavern next to the fire, there almost appears to be condensation that is kind of gathering on the tops of the boxes. And it's kind of weird that uh, a wooden box would actually have condensation in it or on it. That is very weird. It is a bit strange. So, you know, basically that's the sort of thing uh, you, you see. Okay, excellent. Um, and then uh, I'd, I'd also like to see what I can notice of the construct as well, like any any uh, telltale signs that it's timely or like a shutoff switch or, or, or a weakness. Okay, so this is hard to get all of the stuff in in uh -huh. one round yeah. of combat. So I'm going yeah. to say we're moving to the next uh, one over here. Okay, so the creature is starting to screech at you. And in effect, its companion also does the same. So it moves forward. It's definitely kind of moving into your sight. And it's trying to, you know, as all predators are going to do, they're kind of marking you and they're trying to, uh, you know, basically impose their own abilities. So again, you hear <laughs> this other kind of reptilian creature kind of crashes into the room. Um, I am going to say now you are flying. It's interesting. Can you tell me what type of sight the bat has? Does it have something oh. like blind sight, which would allow you to move and not see something physically? That would be really interesting. It, it can. Uh, it, uh, it just says that it can't use blind sight while deafened. But okay, it's so you are hearing? not deafened. So yeah. So what I would say, you can close your eyes and you can hear these creatures kind of move around and they're shrieking at you. <laughs> but because they literally cannot rest their gaze or you are not, you're seeing them, you can actually flit around. So it's been, you know, quite interestingly, um, an interesting way to kind of get around this. Okay, what do you do? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um yeah, I, I want to have a, a look further over to the right there. Like I, I want to, now that I'm not afraid of being turned to stone. Sure. Uh, just to make sure that I'm not missing anything else in this room that I could easily pick up uh, like through investigation or just having a quick look. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, so give me another investigation roll, please. Twelve. 12. Yeah, you're not really getting anything new. It's more of the same, right? Those so mm -hmm. significant amounts of boxes and crates clearly marked. Um, and again, a lot of them, you know, appear to have kind of um, embossments or markings from gold and glory. Um, and, you know, uh, the, you know, that sort of thing. And then again, you see more of these kind of uh, boxes that seem to have at least on the top edges of them some degree of condensation uh, a quick question anything that indicates where they came from uh, like I got I have two questions and you can tell me what oh what and, and actually okay this is interesting right because I would ar argue that a blind bat using echolocation absolutely oh, be cannot read, read. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair so enough. I would fair say enough. no, but I mean all in, in, in maybe. But, 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 yes. but uh -huh. the, I've moved out of the range of the basilisks, uh -huh. so I could open my eyes at this point. Okay. That's fine. 
Now, and then just if, them if again they continue them. moving in your direction, it becomes a, a you know a still a risk, right? Okay, well that's fine. Well, I just close my eyes again before they get. Okay, too close. That, that, that's cool. Uh, so you're looking for writing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, um, it's uh, how high are you up? Do you want to kind of approach and maybe land, or are, are you staying uh, you know at the height that you're at? Uh, it depends how much movement I've cons- consumed together. I would just need to make sure that I I've say got you've got another thirty feet. Of, you've got another th- thirty feet of movement, and you got more if you want to dash. Um, yeah, I would. I would come down closer to get a better uh, a better view. And if if this if the construct has got his back to me, then I I would take advantage of that too to look in that area and um, you know see if I could glimpse something of the construct while I'm doing it. Okay, sure. So the construct has its back turned to you. And, you know, in this particular moment, even as you flit about, it bends and it grabs another kind of one of these barrels stacking on top of each other. And it kind of turns towards you. And then it, you know, basically is stacking and seemingly organizing these various crates. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's taking them from one spot and putting them to another spot. Is there any um, uh, indication? Well, I guess maybe I can't do that this turn. Um, okay. I'll just make a mental note because I want to try to piece this together after to see like, is he, you know, where was he putting them? Something that I can reflect on later sure. when I'm out of the situation. Okay. That's fine. Um, okay. So then with the remainder of my movement, uh, then I'll, I'll go back up out of uh, range um, I guess I'll head back towards the uh, the basilisk because I want to head towards the steps that lead up. Okay. Uh, and I will um, uh, close my eyes again once I uh, have maximized. My okay, movement. so you're using your echolocation to kind of move mm-hmm. in that direction. Okay, so yeah. then that's fine. Um, now, give me one more... Uh, you're closing your eyes. So yeah, you wouldn't yep. be able to. So uh, you also see, you know, closer to where you are, there are more boxes in this area. Okay. So I'm going to say the turn ends. Um, the creatures are continuing to kind of shriek in your direction. And then, um, but, but from here, because you are using your blind sense, uh, they're not able to really impact you. And so, you know, basically tell me where you want to go from here. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to head up the steps, okay. uh, and notably, I want to I want to like just go up the first couple of. Uh, no, let me go. Let me go up the steps. Uh, I want to go up the steps, uh, but not all the way. I just want to go most of the way up the steps. I don't know how much movement I have, uh, or how much movement it would take to get up the steps. Well, I, again, you're flying, mm-hmm. right? So you can. Um, you can. I, I want to like. Could I? Could I? Uh, could I, uh, like, it's, is it more than 60 feet or is it less than 60 feet? Uh, let me see. Uh, I would say it's a lot less than 60 feet. Yeah, so you just traveled about 30 feet. So you could go another 30 and that would take you to your full movement. Um, yeah, I want to go to, like, the top of the steps. Okay. Um, like, and what's at the top? Is it, like, a door or something? Or is it a passageway? Okay, so in fact... When you reach the, the, this kind of top area to, uh, you know, directly adjacent. Now, th- this is not really captured in the visual yeah, yeah. over here. That's why I'm it, asking. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> is, it is opening into another kind of walled corridor. So the difference now between what you're looking through uh, and, and you can kind of see is 
uh, where you were coming from was a natural cavern. And yes, you know, there were modifications made to it. They kind of built a stair and things like that. But the immediate area that you were just about to fly into is a stone man-made structure, right? So it's no longer natural cavern work. It appears to be like a corridor that winds and, you know, basically, uh, you know, heads north into the darkness away from where you are. Okay, that's fine. I don't want to go there just uh, yet. Um, what I'd like to do is uh, is is uh, stay just back from committing to that zone, uh, and I want to see if the basilisks are uh, like attempting to follow me up these uh, these steps. Okay. Um, roll stealth for me. And I would say, now you said giant bat, so it's not like you're small. Right. So just roll your stealth normally. Not 20. <laughs> okay. I would say, you know, I mean, the form of the bat is, is quite uh, dim and dark to begin with. Okay. Um, you kind of, you know, fly around the corner and you kind of sense either through like, I mean, just kind of listening, but definitely even from an echolocation perspective the creatures um, either are not intelligent enough to kind of negotiate the steps, but you no longer, like you hear snuffling and you hear like, you know, shuffling movement and kind of rock being pushed aside, but they are definitely not, they haven't followed you up the stairs that you flew in and they don't appear to be getting closer to your immediate position. Excellent. Okay. Um, Baiting on whether to go back and try to use a mirror on them, but I've got this polymorph up, which is kind of advantageous. So I think I'll go continue down the hall. Okay, so you continue the, down the hall. It uh, basically goes like another 60, almost 80 feet. Um, you can feel the, um, you know, the humidity kind of, you know, definitely in here. And it's definitely kind of a, a coolness that is, uh, you know, akin to like a <laughs> cellar or a basement. And it kind of, you know, goes at least 80 feet uh, north, kind of beyond your immediate, uh, you know, movement. But what I'll say now is that you are well away enough from the combat that will say we fall out of combat and you can just resume your actions here as a giant bat within this kind of corridor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, yeah. there, there are torches that line the way about every 40 feet or so. So, you know, basically uh, creating a regular luminescence that falls along the corridor side. And you can see beyond, uh, you know, there is a turn and it's actually turning to the east. You see that okay. the gradient of the, of, the, of the corridor does appear to elevate slightly. Okay. What do you do? Question. Can I use my hat of disguise while I am polymorphed? You're a bat. <laughs> I'm gonna Is that a no? I'm going <laughs> to say no. Okay. I think you That's would fine. have to exit your polymorph uh, space. If okay. you were polymorphed, nah. I mean, because you polymorph into beasts, and beasts aren't like humanoid, right? So I would say no. If you want, okay, that's if, fine. If you want to change the skies, you have to shift back. Okay, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Um, 
Okay, now I will uh, continue on towards the east, and I want to use the uh, hearing of the bat mm -hmm. um, to, 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 to hear ahead. I have keen hearing mm -hmm. and have advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on hearing. Excellent. Okay. Um, give me a perception roll. And that would be like my perception or it's the bat's perception? It would use, I, I think you continue to use your own stats. So just roll the, with. The, the bat has a passive perception of 11, okay. which is just slightly worse than my own. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me, so you want me to roll. Okay. Ooh, I got lucky. Mm -hmm. uh, 21. Oh. Oh, okay. and sorry, I get advantage. That's just in case. That's correct. Oh, mm -hmm. look at that. Not 20. Nice. Okay. Um, you actually, from this location now, okay, again, both listening, using your kind of bat abilities, um, there is some movement kind of coming towards you. And in fact, what you see are, looks like goblins. And, you know, there's about four or five of them, not very many. Um, they uh, maybe somewhat strangely are dressed in overalls and they're carrying picks and tools and stuff like that. And they're kind of whistling. Um, one of them has like a, a wheelbarrow that they're kind of pushing and trundling it down. There's another particularly fat goblin that, uh, you know, is carrying this, uh, uh, you know, kind of almost unbalanced set of bags and, and uh, uh, almost looks like cookware, actually. Um, and they're kind of, you know, coming down, uh, you know, uh, immediately. They're about 30 to 40 feet away. So just around the corner. So the only direction for them to go is the direction that I just came from? That's correct. Okay. And how high uh, is the ceiling? Is it, now, like, I know you said that there's torches. I'm you, just you, wondering. You are, if you are now literally in a man-made uh, uh, um, passageway, which I would mm -hmm. say, I mean, even thinking normally, it would be 10 feet high, right? So, okay. uh, and I would say your form as a bat is going to have more, like, I mean, you can't fly to the top because the, you know, the top is now, if you wanted to like hang from the ceiling, I'm okay yeah. with that because I think that's what bats do. Um, yes. But if you are going to fly towards them without any type of invisibility, I think they mm -hmm. would see you immediately because no, no. What I what I want to do is is find a find a spot between the torchlight, like that's dark. Got it. Uh, that I can do what you said, like go up as high as possible in the darkness and just hide and okay. allow them to walk below me. Give me a stealth roll. Twenty three. Okay, you. <laughs> And like they're making a whole bunch of noise. And like in Goblin. Do you speak Goblin? I don't. Okay. So no, you're I not don't. really quite sure, but I, I mean, it sounds like, I don't know, like they're kind of a little bit grumpy sounding or whiny sounding or something like that. And they're like, and, um, yeah, like from there, they kind of pass below you and you just kind of hang and you drift from the top and they actually reach the stairs and begin making their way downwards. Yeah, and that's not that far from where I just was. It's not so... that far, right? You know, it, it is, you know, within movement range or whatever. So mm -hmm. you would have to wait a little yes. bit more for them to go by. Yeah, I'll wait a little bit and then I would like to, to go back and, and hang out um, just shy of um, going back down into the cavern. Okay. Uh, I'd like to just um, like be able to be up 
the top of the stairs, uh-huh. look down into the room and see if I can see what they do once they get down there. I'm particularly interested if they open any of the crates. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so um, they do and you just kind of hang out and I'm going to say, I mean, you can observe the whole thing. Um, they're not going to be looking for a giant bat or whatever. Uh, and again, you continue to get that, you know, the of, of, of the construct that's, that's moving thing. And they actually kind of settle into, um, you know, and, and sit down near the base of the, the, the stairs. Okay. And from here, you definitely no longer see the basilisk. Like they don't appear to be in the chamber anymore. Uh, so that's a bit of a relief to you. And they basically kind of congregate at, at the base over here. And in fact, the big fat one starts, you know, setting up, um, a bunch of pots above the brazier. They're pulling out some, you know, boxes and you can see, you know, some fish being pulled off and they're kind of threading it and putting onto, uh, onto stakes. And, you know, they're kind of, you know, good naturedly having, uh, you know, some, it looks like arguments or, or debates or whatever. And, uh, two of them actually start to grill the fish on the side of, uh, the brazier. And it looks like they're just kind of settling down for a meal. And they won't. They haven't touched any of the the stuff. In Not the yet. No. Nope. This this is this is Miller time for them at the moment. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe if you wait along for longer, you might see some different behavior. I'll wait a little longer. Okay. Um, so then you then get uh, more uh, noise coming from the 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 corridor that you're coming in and trundling through is a pot-bellied dwarf that appears to be in a kind of medium leather and plate. And uh, he's got a bit of an eye patch and he's kind of, you know, walking through. Um, and he is huffing and puffing as he kind of goes over. Um, and he actually starts to, d- 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 uh, to descend the stairs. And then you hear yeah. him, you know, in common, Oi! You lot! Who said you had a break anyways? We need to move these. The boss is wanting them all kind of getting ready for the shipment. So get your asses off of the rocks. Stop your break and get back to work. And they're like, okay, whatever. We thought that we had a break time. And then it says in our contract that we could have a break at least every, like, other hour because we need, like, our, you know, beauty sleep and all that kind of stuff. And you're just kind of getting away. You know, you know what? If this keeps up, we're going to have to unionize. You think I give a bloody fuck about unions? This is Drawn Enterprises. Now get to work. And they kind of grumble and they actually start moving and unloading some of the crates. Now, as they do this, you continue to observe this scene, okay? You can see that um, they, uh, that packed in some of the crates are a bunch of weapons. There are shields, there are swords, there are spears and daggers and bows and all forms of, of essentially, um, you know, crafted weapons that are being kind of packaged and repackaged into all this. But then suddenly there is this. And then the construct begins kind of 
its body begins shaking a little bit and it goes and its configuration kind of changes and then the light dims from its eyes and it begins to basically bend over and it looks like it's almost about to topple but then it stops oh by Durgan not again these machines are a just piece right of garbage and they keep on breaking down where's that gnome artificer when you need him he said that he was going to get these things back up and running and then the goblins are like yeah you know, maybe it's because you didn't give him a coffee break <laughs> and so the dwarf basically turns on his heel and he starts going back up the stairs. The goblins are kind of snickering to themselves. And then the dwarf basically just stomps angrily past you and disappears down the, the, the corridor. Hmm. And then the goblins, seeing that the boss or the overseer is no longer there, they basically go back to grilling their fish. I want to follow the dwarf. Okay. How long does the polymorph spell last? I think it lasts a long time. Let me just uh, look that up. So if you spell it right, last an hour. Last an hour. Okay. So this whole thing that you've been kind of observing, because it took the, the goblins some time to kind of get started. And, you know, you observed and things like that. And then the guy kind of went away. I'm going to say 45 minutes to really? 50 minutes. Well, I, I mean, they were having lunch, right? And I mean, they were, some time has passed. Okay. So I would say that the time to which the spell is remaining is starting to come pretty close to its final, uh, you, you know, the, the, the spell expiring. So you probably have another 10, maybe 15 minutes left. Okay. I'm going to follow the, um, the, the the dwarf okay uh and uh like i think i got a good look at the goblins yeah so um when my polymorph uh drops um i will assume the uh the identity of uh of one of the goblins not not a leader goblin but one of the more bland ones that just sort of blends okay so like a, a worker goblin type of thing, sure. Yeah, you, a you, worker goblin, like well, hang on a second. How big are they? Because I can. The go disguise... Goblins are are small creatures, right? I mean, they're the size of halflings. They're kind of bent over and things like that. Yeah, let me just make sure I can do that. Um, can one foot shorter or taller? So I could be one foot shorter. Is that short enough? If I am, how tall am I? Well, I'm a half elf, so I'm not short. I'm like at least what five, eight or okay, so. Okay, so it's like a it's a tall, spindly goblin, but you know, like it might be like slightly, and like even like that big one that was like you know the the chef and it was carrying the thing. I mean, that one was probably closer to like four feet. So yeah, you could you could shift. Okay, you'd be okay, pretty tall as a goblin, though. 
I, I will say. What, what I would, what I, so it wouldn't be completely compelling if I was standing up straight. So to hide my height, I would just bend over. As well. Okay, and then you know, part of your, uh, you know, performance and things like that. Okay, I'll tell you yeah, what. Exactly. Um, so now that you're kind of, you know, shifting out of this. Well, uh, I want to. I want to carry on my polymorph as long as I can. I'm saying okay. when my polymorph drops, that's my. All point. right. So um, now, uh, what happens now is that the dwarf basically goes, uh, you know, further east. The corridor kind of continues on for a little bit, and he's like stomping away. Okay. So you are, you know, basically kind of, you know, flying after him, and then he basically goes through um, a door. Um, it's quite solidly built, and he kind of, you know. Basically, he takes out a key, he kind of turns it, um, he actually, you know, cranks like a wheel, and he pulls on like a chain, and then <laughs> this like mechanism releases, and the door opens, and he steps through. What do you do? Uh, can I, can I, can I, can I slip through right after him? I would say yes. Uh, okay, then. Uh, and then behind you, <laughs> like the door kind of shuts. And uh, yep. kind of closes behind you. Now, uh, immediately where you are, it's a slightly larger, again, mad, uh, man-made uh, kind of, you know, area. About 30 feet by 30 feet. It's definitely an antechamber of some sort, right? And there are, you know, some more boxes and, you know, a lot of kind of logistics and things like that that are, are kind of, you know, carved up around there. But there is a double door that leads to the north. And you can see that he is, and he takes a moment, he actually goes over and then he's like looking around and he's like checking something. Then he reaches into his, uh, his pouch. And then he goes and sits down, and you can see that he pulls out a little bag, and he starts untying it. What do you do? Uh, I'm looking for a position that I can um, see what he's doing, but stay in shadow. Like I don't want to. I don't want him to notice me. Okay. Uh, I, I would say like, again, there's like benches and boxes and crates and things like that. There's enough places. And in fact, he goes to, you know, an area of the room where, you know, there's some boxes and a little bit of a bench and he actually just kind of parks himself down. So, I mean, if you stay to the farther part of the wall and you're, you know, moving along there, uh, you mm -hmm. know, you could pre presumably stay within the shadows. There is torchlight in here, but it, torchlight does cast shadows. So there's areas for you to hide for sure. Yeah, I'd like to be in one of those areas. And I'd particularly like to see what's in the bag that he's opening. Okay. He's starting to take out the bag and he kind of reaches in and then you hear him. He's like, ah, gosh, why did I have to get into this stuff? And the blooming goblins i mean you would think of all the things that i have to do you know coming out of the dragon's forge and stuff i have to deal with freaking contractor goblins man i need i need a smoke it's what i need give me some of that sweet weed and then he reaches into his pouch and he pulls out like a thick handful of what looks like uh, some form of herb and he begins packing it into his um into his pipe and seriously uh, yeah and, well, and then you know he starts uh you know and it takes a little while now i'm gonna say time is ticking away and you've got maybe two minutes left before the spell drops yep uh, and then you can hear ch -ch 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 
by Durgan's name. Your stupid tinderbox never works when you need it to. One minute. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going to um, drop my polymorph. Uh huh. Are you still uh, flying by chance? Where are you exactly? Uh, I would have been um, like uh, I think. Hanging from the ceiling. Okay, hanging from the ceiling. Because and and now like that that's pretty important, right? Because now and, and I will say that the the ceiling is higher here. So let's say that it arches up at least twenty feet. So it's like a thirty foot square and twenty feet up. So you could be perched pretty high. But obviously, well, the implication. If I know that the spell is going to end, I'm obviously going to come down. You're going to come down. Okay. I'm not going to let myself drop. Which, and I'm in, I'm in a shadowed area, and you said there's benches and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm coming down to uh, to that area. Okay. Uh, and uh, I I want to take on. Um, I'm going to impersonate um, Malachi. So my disguise. I'm going my disguise hat disguise. I'm going to uh, take on the appearance of Malachi. Okay. So change of plans. Um, always got to have a plan B. So <laughs> I'm going to take on Malachi's appearance. Uh, I will step out of the shadows and I will approach the dwarf. Uh, and I am going to, um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, as Malachi, use my actor feet uh-huh. uh, to say, hey, what are you, what are you, what are you? And, and like he, he he fumbles with with you know clearly caught red-handed in the act of smoking right or mm-hmm. or actually trying to smoke and he, he he drops his pipe on the ground and and uh so give me your your performance roll with advantage please <laughs> oh my <laughs> mm-hmm. i have a serious bonus on this and my highest is an 18 <laughs> okay 18 okay. all right i i and I, he's like boss Ah, uh, 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 the, the, the goblins, the goblins, you know, they're, they're, they're not doing their job and they threaten to unionize. You need to do something about that. I just, uh, I just kind of like tighten my lip and I glare at him and raise an eyebrow. Okay. Um, what is your intent? Do you want to intimidate? My, my intent is like for him to, uh, like for my body language. I want him to feel like the 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 uh, the pain of being in my presence, uh-huh. uh, knowing that he's not doing what he full well knows that he should be doing, and that just my very presence and the questioning and stern look on my face are um, hopefully intimidating him into taking the correct course of action without my having to tell him what that action All is. All right, and so roll intimidation. Words. Roll, roll intimidation with advantage. Would it be intimidation or would it be per- performance? Uh, well, I think you can make the case for performance because you've got an audience and you're, you know, masquerading as an intimidating Malachi. So, yeah, sure, you do it with advantage. Well, you had advantage anyways. So, thank God for advantage. <laughs> 17. 17. He's like, look, 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 boss. Y- you got to understand dealing with those blokes, it's. It's like a pain in my ass. Like, you know how it is. We're like used to be mortal enemies and stuff coming from Durgan and, you know, had to survive the goblin raids and the like. 300 years ago, me and my pappy, we were in the goblin wars. So now I'm here and I have to deal with this. 
stinking breath and all that, that fish burning and all that. It's just, it's unacceptable. I just needed to get away and I needed, to, I needed to have some of this affling weed. It's the only thing that settles my nerves, you know? You gotta understand, boss. Uh, I fold my arms and, and I uh, reposition my foot and I tilt my head. And, <laughs> and I, he's like getting I really, at- really tense. He's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and I, I don't say anything. I just continue to, to, to look at him like he hasn't answered my question. Okay. What? okay, look, look, I'll get back to work. Just, just, can you just give me a, just a moment? I just have myself a little smoke with a little bit of this kind of gray halfling weed with the spice in it and everything. It, it just, it settles everything in my stomach and it's my, uh, my ulcer. It's acting up. But I promise you, I promise you, boss, we'll get them to work and we'll get the weapons all kind of ready for the shipment, uh, you know, for the war effort. And then we're also, oh, I think, oh, the golden glory, all all that what was that stuff called the, the the drinks and everything we're getting ready to you know the shipments on those so you guys can put them on the boats and everything i promise uh and oh, I just look oh, at him oh oh my god you know all these i totally forgot the blooming construct stop working again the the, the thing it, we and this is the problem how can i even do my job without the help of the concert the construct is just breaking all the time we can't do the maintenance that timely guy's not around how am i even supposed to do my job if i don't have the proper equipment the proper tools and the ability to maintain the machinery this is an impossibility so, so now I'm like, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think fast here because he, I thought he left to get Timely. And now he's saying that Timely's not around. And I thought he, that was what he was supposed to be doing was to go and get Timely. Well, he never said anything specifically about getting Timely. He <clears> just <throat> left the room. So whatever your impression is, like you, you're entitled to your perception. But uh, what he said is what he said. Hmm. Okay, that's like, confusing. Like, I, I, I don't know. All right. Like, I understand that we got quotas and stuff and we got timelines and all those kind of things. And I get it. But if the machinery is breaking down and, you know, the, the, the gnome is not even here to, like, maintain it, what am I supposed to do? And on top of it, I'm dealing with these union blokes from, from the goblin caves. I mean, you know, it's, it's enough to drive you a little batty. That's why my nerves are shot. Patty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll say like, and again, I'll, I'll raise my eyebrow and say, you need timely, do you? Yeah. If you could find the bloke, is he even here? I mean, I haven't seen him for weeks or whatever. Not that I ever paid attention. He's just a little guy and always coming in with his parts and stuff. But we haven't seen him and no one's doing the maintenance. And guess what? It's all breaking down. Okay, so he just said that no one's seen Timely in a few weeks and he's always coming in with who? He, he, he said, well, he used to come in with parts, but now he's no longer there with parts and it's all breaking down. Oh, I see. I see. Um... What have you heard of Timely and his disappearance? I don't know. I just blew my work in here. What? What? 
You, you think I actually care what happens to some, some gnome bloke coming in? Look, I'm just here because I'm on the contract and then I, I have to kind of, and I signed up as your foreman and I'm doing a blooming good job if I might say so. And if I actually had quality workers, some good dwarven stock people, none of this, you wouldn't have any of these problems because then we could just move the stuff ourselves. We don't have to rely on that blooming construct to kind of move stuff around. I don't know what's going on with no timely. Is it my part where he doesn't clock in? You know, if you need to take some disciplinary measures, we'll take it out on him. It's not my fault. Sorry, did he say that he was hired on as an informant? Is that what he said? No, he didn't say. He said he was hired on as a uh, foreman. Oh, foreman. Not an okay. informant. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a difference. Yeah, foreman, foreman. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Never that never never you mind timely and see that you don't. Uh, go get the parts that you need. You're the foreman. That's I why we hired. I don't know you. what the blooming parts are. Do I look like an artificer? I, I mean, so, you know, my lord. Sorry, I I'm losing my temper. I'm losing my civility. I am sorry, but I just you're I need losing I, your job is what uh, you're please doing. please I, I, need, I need I need I need the money I need the money clocking in regular hours. You know that there are no breaks. I, I, I know. I, and I'm sorry. I apologize profusely, my lord, Master Malachi. Absolutely. Um, now, the, the thing is, like, you're, I just, I don't have the skills. I could go get some of the parts, but I wouldn't know what hole to put them in and whether I tighten the screw or turn the knob or whatever. I don't know how to do that. And well, I can I tell you, sure as out. sure as Durgan, that the goblins don't know that either. Do your best. Okay, I'll I'll do what I can. And he's just like, and like he's fumbling and he's trying to pick up his pouch and he's trying to get his pipe and everything. Never mind the pipe; you won't be needing it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Fine. All right. And he basically um, goes through the double door and leaves the room. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick up the pipe <laughs> and his and his and his weed if he left that behind, as I hope he did. Yes. And I'm gonna like uh, I'm gonna put it with my stuff. Okay. And as you kind of put it in to, um, you know, your, your, you know, your pouch area or whatever, you kind of put that away, you hear a little kind of almost like a scratching sound behind you. <laughs> uh, I, I turn around to see what's behind me. And just within, from beyond the shadows, you see uh, just edge of a kind of edge of darkness and you can see kind of gold in your yellow uh, eyes kind of glinting from beyond reflecting the firelight and then a soft voice speaks out to you masquerading as Malachi now this I did not think would happen but I must confess, seeing you in action, 
transforming into a bat creature so you did not have to face the basilisk. Most ingenious. Now, and stepping out of the shadows is a tabaxi. <laughs> and we- it, she, whatever, kind of sees. And you can see how it kind of, you know, it opens its paws and ting, 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 like, like the claws sharpen and glint in, in the firelight. Now, why don't you tell me who you really are? And know that I've seen you in our upper chambers as an orc, as a human refuse on the beach. Every step of the way of your little journey, I have been patiently observing your progress, looking to understand who you are and what you are doing. So you will talk now. And her other hand comes up, clearly glinting in, you know, like the moonlight. And you can see on her back, there are like two, it looks like sticks or stabs, or maybe they're bladed weapons. And, you know, you can see now, she basically slinks and slides into the firelight, stepping out of the shadows. And it's almost like going from the shadows into the light is a deliberate choice of her to reveal herself fully to you when she could have stayed hidden in the shadows. And, you know, you would not have been able to detect her at all. So she is stepping forward, clearly coming into the light. What do you do? This is interesting. Um, uh, how far am I from her? Let's say that she picks a good distance away from you are, let's say 50 feet. So definitely beyond your immediate movement range. If you were going to, well, sorry, no, actually the room is 30 feet by 30 feet. So I would say, yeah, unfortunately I have to take that back. She's at the edge of one of the corners. Um, and basically that sort of single door lock mechanism is very close to that. So she's about maybe 25 feet away. Um, I am, I'm going to cast suggestion. Okay. Roll initiative. Oh, <laughs> do I not like she's left herself roll open. initiative uh, 10, 10 Karen. Yes. Or shall I say steps and shadows? Yes. Clearly this one is attempting to cast some spell. You've seen it done before. Your own particular training is kind of, you know, speaking the warning and the hackles are kind of up. And this intruder who you've been observing has been trying to question all these things. And now it's time to take her down. Yep. Okay. What do you do? I am going to run up to her and I am going to, let's just, sorry, I'm not that familiar with the monk. Um, I'm going to attack her. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use a key point to do, well, I'm going to use, so I have... An action mm-hmm. and a bonus action. Mm-hmm. So that's two hits. And then I'm going to use a key point to do 
stunning strike? Not stunning strike, but to do flurry of blows. Okay. And, and remember, you can also spend key points, you know, with your attack to do stunning strike if in fact that's what you want to yes. do. Yes. So go ahead and, and, uh, roll. Just a sec. I have to figure out where this is in here. Where's my actions? Here we are. Okay. So I'm going to use, um, an arm, unarmed attack. Okay. So the first attack is a 15. 15 hit? Uh, that's my AC, so that hits, right? It does. Yep. Okay. okay, so the first one <clears throat> is seven points of damage. Do you want to apply Stunning Strike? Not this one. Not this one? Okay, so seven points of damage. Okay, and poof, it's so quick, and, and the claws kind of slash out. And, you know, clearly between, you know, this this intense level of training and, you know, the palm strike from her claw and all of that, it just rakes past your initial defense and wham, splashes into oh, your Oh, I guess torso. I should be doing claws, but that's fine. Okay. It, it's a fine. It's, yeah. a, it's the same amount it's of damage. The same. Okay. okay, so next attack, what do you do? Okay, uh, it's going to be the same. I'm just going to do another hit. Another hit? Um, except this time I'm going to try stunning, stunning, um, blow. A stunning blow. Okay. okay. So I, I, and you know, describe what it is that you do or unless you want me to. I am it. going to like put my home up, up against the, like hit her with my palm. Oh, from underneath, like yeah, a palm, palm yeah. strike. Yeah. And you know, you just kind of moves up and strike. Okay. And that's a 16. 16. What okay. do I need to do for stunning? Now strike? read the stunning strike. I believe it is a constitution saving throw. Stunning strike. Uh-huh. When you hit with a melee weapon attack. Uh, you can. I didn't use a melee weapon. Does that? It, it's, okay, fine. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, make the target stunned until the end of your next turn if it fails a con saving throw, which is a DC of thirteen. Okay. So roll Constitution, please. Oh, Ooh, you are stunned. Okay. <laughs> it is so fast. It just sneaks right through and, you know, like filters through your defenses. And before you knew it, wham, stars kind of, you know, explode in your eye and you lose consciousness. Now you can continue. Yeah, I'm going to do my two. And remember, because it is stunned, I believe this has an advantage. Okay. Um, to, and I just want to kind of check what happens when uh, a person is. Uh, stunned or incapacitated okay. okay because i believe you can auto crit or maybe you get advantage okay sorry i just need to check this um would you mind okay let's just take a look here um i am not 100 percent sure how this works um conditions oops this is this is my problem when yeah I rely so much on Daryl to know yeah, the know. rules <laughs> that I personally don't know them myself. Okay, uh, let, let, let's call it uh, uh, stunned condition. Five yeah. E. Oh, here we go. Uh, stunned creature is incapacitated. See, they can't move. Can speak only fall. Okay, uh, creature automatically. Um, Oh, that's condition. Where is this? Stun, stun, stun. Apologies. Okay. I thought that's what you were reading. Stunned. Automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against a creature have advantage. Okay, so, so that's have what advantage. Okay, yeah. so I still have two more strikes. Okay, go. Oops. How do I do advantage? Uh, you press the button to hold it or just roll it twice? I'll just roll it twice. Oh. I know why it wasn't working. I was doing the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, roll. Okay, 25. Okay, that definitely hits. Okay, so 
Is that seven points of damage? Another seven points of damage? Okay, so that's your second attack. You now have Flurry of Blows? Yeah. No, that's my third attack. That, that is your third... Oh, I didn't No, take... no, you did. That was second attack, the, the, the blows, and then you now have your bonus action, okay. which you could do a Flurry of Blows if you okay. want. Oh, I can do another Flurry of Blows? Yeah, you haven't... Oh, okay. You, yeah, you haven't done a Flurry of Blows, Oh, okay, right? well, I thought that's... And Flurry of Blows is what? Another two attacks, right? Yes. Okay, so two attacks. Okay. Both at advantage. Yep. 19. That will hit. Six points of damage. Wham! 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 <laughs> okay. So One I, more. Yep, go ahead. Twenty-three. Okay. Please roll higher than a two, for goodness sakes. That's better. Thirteen points of damage. Okay, so that's the total of damage. Now, at this point, you're stunned for one round, so which means round. which means this turn, Siona, you don't get to act because you're basically incapacitated. And steps and shadows, your turn to continue to attack. Okay, I'll do the same, pretty much the same. Thing. All right, so first so I'll attack. do an, yeah, I'll do my first attack. I'm going to use a stunning. If I hit, I'm going to do a stunning strike. Okay. So that's nineteen. Yeah. So remember, you have advantage. So re-roll to see if you get a critical. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, so now this is like a cat playing with its food. Yes, I'm just like... Right? You just like sneak around <laughs> and like Siona's like barely standing. Whack! Okay, so do your do your uh, damage. Okay, so this is oh, six points of damage. Another six points, okay? Your second attack. Yep. Again with advantage. Oh, I wanted to do a stunning strike on that one. Uh, so the... Um, okay, yeah. Just yo, to continue the just, just to kind of continue. Yeah. So... Make another constitution save, and if you you fail it, Siona, then you continue to be stunned again. I fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> okay. okay, so another attack, please. Yep. Okay, that's uh, 23. Okay. With another... 11 points of damage. Wow, this is a lot of damage. So that's now. my second That's your second right? attack, yeah. and you can, if you I'm want, I'm going to do flurry of blows, blows again. Another again. two attacks, okay. And this time it's like with the tail. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm just like playing with her. Uh, that is 21. Okay, damage. With another 11 points of damage. I'm down. Oh, she's down. And. Lights begin to fail. In your mind's eye, you see and recollect your friend Timely, and the hope and your thoughts kind of go out to him as this cat's paw smacks again and again and again into your form, and you lose consciousness. Okay, so I'm going to see that you... Oh, that's it. I don't, that's it. I'm done. Okay. And with that, we'll close today's session. <laughs> Thank you, Siona Sarklemer. <laughs>
This concludes part B of our episode. We hope you're enjoying the adventures of the G-Team as much as we're enjoying making it all up as we go along. We'll release part A of a new episode next week. In the meantime, have a great day. Stay safe, and don't forget to love each other. See you next time on Gold and Glory.